You are now listening to Hooper the Podcast. If this is your first time listening, stay tuned, but if not, you can skip 30 seconds ahead for the start of the pod. Today's episode of our show is brought to you by Hooper Lifestyle and HooperLifestyle.com. Make sure you check out our store for any new apparel, new basketball content. Everything we make is going to be on there, whether it's a video or a new hoodie or anything else, so make sure you check that out. HooperLifestyle.com, spelled H-O-O-P-R-L-I-F-E-S-T-Y-L-E.com. Hooper Lifestyle, designed with Hoopers in mind. In a game in 1967 in the ABA, a player hit a full court shot with just one second left on the clock. That shot won them the game, but both the fans and the players didn't realize it. It was the first year of the three-point line, and the league and the game would change forever. In 1967, the ABA was formed as a competitor to the NBA. They tried to be more fun. They had the colorful basketball. They had Julius Irving, who was dunking over everybody, and they had the three-point line. At that time, fans treated three-pointers like MLB fans treat home runs. They're special, they don't always happen, they're hard to do. It was considered like a rarity or a gimmick or a trick shot. When the ABA and the NBA merged, four teams and a handful of players found their way back to the NBA, but the three-point shot was not part of the package. In 1979, the league caved and added a three-point line, but it wasn't being used at all. It might have been used less than one time or one time per game in the first season. The attempts dipped over the first season to the second season. John Boys pointed out in his chart party video that the 1983 Lakers were Western Conference champions and they made 10 three-pointers all season. Nowadays, players shoot 10 or more three-pointers in a game. It took almost a decade after it was introduced for NBA teams to shoot two threes per game. In 1987, Michael Jordan shot 18% from three and he led the league in scoring with 37 points per game. He only shot 66 threes in one season, made 12 of them. Magic Johnson, in the same season, shot 8 for 39. That's about 20%. Dominique Wilkins shot 31 for 106. That's about 29%. Both Isaiah Thomas and Charles Barkley were around 20%, but Larry Bird was the league's first three-point shooting superstar. Shot about 40% on 225 attempts, made 90. He was the first guy that really put the three-pointer on the map. He was the superstar that was going to take the leap and shoot three-pointers. Big men like Hakeem, Karl Malone, Kevin McHale, Moses Malone, Patrick Ewing, none of them were shooting threes at all. I think the most out of all those guys had probably 10 attempts in one season. In the last full season, the 2018-19 season, Anthony Davis shot 145 threes, about 33% on them. LeBron James shot 327 threes, made about 34%. Kevin Durant, same thing, same kind of number, 35%. And then it goes nuclear, because as much as we think that the three-point line has changed the game, there's two players who really paint the picture. If you want efficiency and volume, Steph Curry, 810 attempts, shot 45%. But if you want volume, James Harden shot 1,000. 28 threes, made 37% of them. That's 1,000 threes by a single player alone. Harden's 2019 season, he shot 15 times more threes than Michael Jordan shot in his 1987 season. And I picked those two players because they had some insane scoring. Harden, 36 points a game in his year. Michael Jordan, 37 points a game in his year. But Michael Jordan shot less than one three a game. 
James Harden shot 13. How did this happen? In the 1984 season, the top eight players were basically all specialists. And when I say specialists, I don't mean Kyle Korver just yet. We'll get to him. The star that took the most threes was Larry Bird. He took 73 of them, and he was ranked 10th in the league. Leading the charge in 84 was Daryl Griffith, who shot 252 threes. The next closest guy was Michael Cooper, who shot half that. Let's jump 10 years ahead, though. In 1994, the top players in points were all big men. David Robinson, Shaq, Hakeem, Carl Malone, Patrick Ewing. The top five players in three-point attempts were all shooting guards. Dan Marley had 500 attempts, and following him were Vernon Maxwell, Latrell Sprewell, Dennis Scott, and Del Curry. The best shooters in the league percentage-wise were Reggie Miller, Steve Kerr, and Del Curry. These are great players, but in history we look at them as specialists. None of them won anything as the best player on their own team. Their job was just to shoot the ball, and they did just that. Ten years later, 2004, the best young players in the league are shooting threes. The top four are Baron Davis, Peja Stojakovic, Jamal Crawford, Tracy McGrady, all four of them under the age of 27. But this would signal the rise of the star player taking outside jump shots, not just specialists. Peja, Ray Allen, Richard Lewis, and Michael Redd were amongst the league's best shooters at the time. A rookie Kyle Korver would shoot 81 of 207 from three, close to 40%. Even in 2004, players are taking twice as many two-point shots as they are three-point shots. Ten more years later, 2014, Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors are the face of the three-point revolution. Curry had one of the first great shooting seasons in NBA history. 614 threes, he made 42% of them. His teammate, Klay Thompson, 42% of them on 535 attempts, so those two were effectively nicknamed the Splash Brothers. Klay Thompson, one of the best players in the league at this point, shooting more threes than twos. This is unprecedented. Kyle Korver shooting 47% on 400 threes, league leading by far. This is 10 years after he was only taking 207, so he doubled his attempts. But 2014 was full of specialists. Korver, Mike Miller, Anthony Morrow, Marco Bellinelli, Patty Mills, Danny Green, all of them shot over 41%. None of those guys are stars, they just had a job to do. Let me think of a player in today's NBA who isn't a star, but just has a job to do. The obvious answer, Duncan Robinson. Robinson shot 606 threes in 73 games this past NBA season. He made 45% of them, he's one of the best shooters in the league. But if you look at his total field goal attempts, 606 of his 687 attempts were from the three-point line, which means he shot 81 shots inside the three-point line. That's almost 90% of his shots coming from 22 feet or further. Is this what the NBA has come to? Players launching three-point missiles every possession? The answer is yes, and that's the history of the three-point shot, what was once considered a gimmick or a home run play used in the end of games to try to get back into it, is now being shot so much more than the two-point shot. If you've watched a Rockets game over the past two years, you have first-handedly seen how many times they just chuck the ball up there, hoping something good happens because three points are worth more than two. Up until the early 2010s, teams were reluctant to rely on the three-point shot. And the Warriors happened, formed a dynasty on the premise that they could make more threes than you. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, the Spash Bros. Every little kid around the world is trying to be like them, shooting from their chest, way too small to be shooting threes. You can thank Steph Curry and Klay Thompson for that. There's an old saying that you live by the three, you die by the three but I think there should be a third part added to that. You live by the three, you die by the three, and if you never took any threes, you never had a shot at life in the first place. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our podcasts. 
And also, if you're on Apple, rate and reviewing our podcast helps us out a ton. And also, reach out to us on social media. We're at Hooper Lifestyle. The link to all of that will be in the description for our website. On there, you can find our podcast, our videos, our articles, our apparel. So go look around, see if anything interests you there. Also, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. The video versions of all of these podcasts can be found on there. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more coming. But for now, stay hooping, everybody.